The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 707 for December 29th, 2019. Apple dominates in smartphone profits, Verizon reaches 35G markets, and the iPhone XR continues to be Apple's best-selling device. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Kappas. Your weekly podcast for the latest news, devices, and software in the mobile phone industry. More information can be found at thecellphonejunkie.com. Well, happy holidays from rainy Arizona. Hope you and your family are enjoying the season and are able to take some time out to relax and recharge from the daily grind of life. This being the 52nd and final show of the year, there's generally very little news in the week between Christmas and New Year's, but we'll be back at it again next week with a ton of news out of CES, and a lot of devices are guaranteed to be announced. But for now, we've only got a couple of things to talk about this week, so let's do it, and then we can get back to our mold wine and cheese logs. So first up in the news, Apple takes home 32% of total smartphone revenue, but 66% of the industry's profits. So the report that came out this week was from CounterPoint Research, and they said that Samsung was a distant second in terms of profitability. They said Apple continues to dominate the global handset market by capturing 66% of an industry profits and 32% of the overall handset revenue. The loyal premium user base in the major markets like the US, EU, and Japan is one of the reasons that Apple can still operate at a profit level that its competitors only wish they could get to. For the strong with a strong strategy, Apple's overall ecosystem is strong enough to guarantee a steady inflow of revenue in the coming years. In the immediate future, we believe Apple's profit for the holiday season will increase with a new lineup of iPhones in in gaining good traction. Samsung is a distant second, taking in only 17% of the overall handset industry profits, and that increased with a mix of Galaxy A-series devices along with a positive start for the new Galaxy 10 Note. Uh, that was uh, the key to the reason for their growth. Chinese smartphone brands operate at low profit margins, but better than in previous years, even though they're experiencing and expanding outside of China and penetrating higher tier price bands. Chinese brands offer attractive uh, propositions for mature smartphone users with new feature-packed flagships at affordable prices. Some of those Chinese brands are now looking at monetizing their user base by launching uh, other services, IoT products, and others. Apple, though, is making tricky choices and they're making life tricky that is in its choices for Chinese makers. It's becoming a challenge for Chinese brands to increase their smartphone ASPs and margins due to the combination of larger consumers or longer consumers holding on to their devices and Apple lowering pricing on some of their key SKUs, uh, which is, uh, has limited the headroom that Chinese vendors have to increase their ASPs. Now, the company notes that the global smartphone profits have dropped 11% year-over-year in the third quarter due to the lengthening cycle of upgrades and more people opting for mid-range handsets over flagship models. That is impacting both smartphone revenue and profit. Now, again, something we've talked about for many weeks now, uh, in fact, many months, that uh, the, more, the more expensive these devices get, the longer people are going to hold on to them, and people are also going to be looking for uh, options that are not quite as expensive in order to get them through to the next device. Right, and just like PCs, we've had the the the, the market has matured, and the devices themselves and the technologies matured, where the uh, innovation cycle isn't nearly as aggressive as it was before. Like take the performance uh, difference between you know the iPhone, uh, you know the the three G versus the iPhone four. It was it was a night and day difference where. Basically, the 3G was unusable in comparison. 
where, you know, today, you know, I'm still using an iPhone SE from years ago. And it's, you know, yes, it's not as fast as the new ones. And of course, the camera sucks in comparison to the new ones, but it's perfectly usable and it's not really lacking in any performance that affects me. That wasn't the case back before. So now we've got the market has matured, the devices have matured. And of course, people are holding on to devices longer. And Apple, in their case, with their services and also with the way they have their um, uh, supply chain designed, they can actually uh, reap all these profits and benefits of the way they have designed their system. It's, you know, it, it's it's basically by design, but it's also somewhat accidental, too, that people have really, uh, you know, clamped onto the iPhone versus like Samsung, which also has a pretty good uh, handle on a lot of the components that they manufacture, but probably not nearly as much as Apple. And of course, they don't have the supply chain, uh, you know, uh, chops that Apple does. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting if you look at the way that people are upgrading their devices and how they're choosing to, uh, you know, extend out the period of time between which they they buy their new devices. Um, a, a great example is the, the house that I'm staying in right now with my wife's family. Um, there are six other adults that have iPhones here. Two have 10Rs that they bought last year. One has got a 10, uh, but other than that, everyone else has got an older device. There's two eights and a 6S, and, um, but everyone has got iPads, none of which are the new models, and uh, everyone that is here that brought a computer has got a Mac, and there's only one new Air uh, that is of the, the latest generation, but everyone else has got the older MacBook Airs. And so it's a, it's a very interesting you know, commentary on, and, and these are people that can choose to upgrade and could, could pay to get these new devices, but have decided not to because of what they have is quote unquote good enough. And they, they are all you know, integrated into the ecosystem but that ecosystem only necessitates upgrades at a certain amount of, you know, a certain frequency. And that is not nearly what it used to be uh, compared to where we were, as you point out. So it is a, it's a very interesting cycle that we're in right now where you've got this fatigue that consumers are starting to experience with the amount of money that they're spending on a device. And it's not that they're unwilling to do it, but they expect to have a longer uh, amount of time between the cycle for which they get their next device. Right. And of course, you know, taking historical context in, in place, it's, you know, that the cost of most of the devices aren't really that bad. Uh, and they're very cheap in comparison to what we used to spend on computers. For example, you know, we were talking about the Mac, uh, the Mac Pro that, you know, you can configure it up to $55,000 worth. And I think that's without the $10,000 monitor or whatever the thing costs. That actually is about what people used to spend on computers in the early 90s, uh, in today's dollars uh, from back then. And that was kind of for a normal computer. And people used to do it all the time because it was something they really kind of needed and something that was, you know, life-changing at the time. But today, you know, a lot of computers are, you know, sub thousand dollars and you can get a really, really nice computer for that. And, you know, back in those dollars, uh, that's basically free. And even our, you know, thousand dollar smartphones aren't really that expensive in comparison, um, you know, compared to what the the money is now worth. And obviously it's, it's kind of skewed because a lot of our technology and TVs and, and a lot of stuff is very, very cheap. Whereas a lot of other things that we have to pay for have gone up, of course, in price quite a bit. So, you know, things have kind of shifted and skewed, but if you're anybody who likes technology, we're living in a, you know, at the moment in a great age for, uh, you know, cheap electronics. 
indeed we are, and so many people are choosing to not spend the money on what would be considered um, a good value for a premium product. They're choosing for uh, the cheaper price points, the more value play. Uh, and you point out the Mac Pro. If you want to buy a, a dedicated, non-integrated um, uh, monitor in your Mac device today, your, your Mac desktop today, that is, you've got the Mac Pro and the Mac Mini. The Mac Pro starts at, I think, $6,000 and goes up to $55,000. The Mac Mini starts at, what, $999 and maxes out at in the mid threes. So, and, and you look at, and, and also doesn't have uh, any of the stuff that the pro user would need. So you, you are almost forced to, like an integrated GPU. So you're forced to make that, ch- that jump from a device that's quote unquote affordable to one that, that is not just to get a certain thing. Uh, on the flip side of that, if you're looking for a portable device, uh, you want to buy a new laptop, uh, you could buy a, a multi, you know, a, a pretty powerful device. I was going to get into specs, but a pretty powerful device uh, from a few years ago for under $1,000. And that for many people is absolutely fine. If you are okay with the performance and you're just looking to, you know, upgrade some of the specs uh, from something that you've had in the past, uh, a MacBook Air from two years ago is a great choice. If if you don't care about the screen resolution, you plug it into an external monitor, you can get away with something like that. You're just looking for something portable that'll get the job done. You don't need to spend the $1,500 you spend what you do. And the same same thing is translating down to the mobile device, where to your point, Joey, the 6S architecture for the iPhone SE uh, and uh, and ultimately that 6S that came out back in what was that 2015 is still just fine in 2019, almost 2020 standards, and you can you can you can get get away with what with what they offer there. So a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things to think about here. And to that point, there's just not uh, the need today to upgrade like we used to have in the past. Well, moving on. Verizon has flipped the switch on 5G service in three new cities this week. Those include Cleveland, Columbus, and Hampton Roads, Virginia. This brings the number to 31, and Verizon reached that uh, ahead of its goal of 30 cities by the end of the year. In Columbus, the launch includes the city's airport, Verizon's first airport deployment of 5G. In Cleveland, Verizon is launching 5G in both Progressive Field and First Energy Stadium, the 15th NFL stadium to see 5G. And they launched 5G in Los Angeles and Miami earlier this month. Uh, Of course, their current deployment is the millimeter wave frequency band, so speeds are fast, but coverage is limited. Verizon's lineup of phones currently consists of the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus 5G, LG V50 ThinQ 5G, and Samsung Galaxy S10 5G. Well, in device news, the iPhone XR was the best-selling smartphone in Q3 2019, meaning that it is the had is, has been the best-selling model every quarter so far this year. And its launch midway through Q4 of 2018 meant it didn't top that list uh, during that quarter, but it has done so ever since. The company said that the iPhone 11 managed fifth in its quarter launch, but according to other research, the iPhone XR has been the top-selling model, uh, capturing three percent of the market share and has grown every quarter since it, it it came online. The 10R has contributed to over one quarter of the total Apple sales during the, the recent quarter, making it the best-selling model across all regions. Apple also adjusted the price of the 10R in China and several other markets, which kept demand strong during the quarter. The iPhone 11 has made its debut or had made its debut in the top 10 within the quarter launch as well. And the top best-selling devices in, the, in Q3 comprised of two iPhones and three lower-end Samsung models and some other Chinese brands. So these in Include, of course, that first place 10R, the Samsung Galaxy A10, the Galaxy A50, the Oppo A9, the iPhone 11, 
the Oppo A5s, the Samsung Galaxy A20, the Oppo A5, the Xiaomi Redmi A7, and the Huawei P30. So this list, of course, a lot of these devices here in the U.S. people have never heard of. But what it what it's doing is it's providing a, a a list of phones that shows something very distinct, and that goes back to what we just talked about: a trend of lower end devices or mid range devices that have many of the features of their flagship counterparts, but ultimately cost hundreds of dollars less per month. The 10R that came out in 2019 or 2018 is still the top selling device in 2019. The one that replaced it, the iPhone 11, is in fifth place. There are two other premium devices that Apple has uh, on the shelves right now, the Pro and the Pro Max, and they're nowhere to be found on this list. Right. And of course, that is also somewhat by design. It, it, it It's, you know, it's kind of a typical marketing thing where if you have uh, you know, uh, 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 d- d- three, di- three different model range is kind of like the typical psychology deal where companies want to have devices to choose from, where you've got, you know, kind of the, the low, middle, and high. A lot of people kind of gravitate in, into that middle range sort of thing. So we've got basically the iPhone kind of is that, the iPhone 11 is kind of that because there is, uh, you know, cheaper ones for sale still. Um, but also it allows people to kind of say, well, I'm going to go in between here. I'll get a, you know, a decent value, something new with the iPhone 11, but not go for the, the iPhone Pro and not spend all of the extra big bucks. But of course, on the profitability side, Apple makes a lot more profits on the high-end model. So they're okay if they sell a few less of them. And this is you know, how they've targeted uh, the model lines uh, in the past and today now. Uh, you know, they had a, a little bit of a miss with the iPhone 10, and they were kind of, you know, trying out the new pricing strategy. So, you know, get people used to the $1,000 price mark. And now they've backed down just a bit and make it seem a, a lot more reasonable uh, for the average person because now we're not at $1,000, uh, which kind of seems to be the mental limit uh, for a lot of people. And, of course, now they're being very successful again with the, the, the latest batch of iPhones. And doesn't it seem like things have changed, though, if you look back at... Uh, you know, even up till really the iPhone 8, uh, where we were looking at, actually, no, because we had the 10 at that point, that was $1,000, but um, the 6 or the 7, where you had people um, choosing uh, the top-end device, whether it was uh, just that kind of the, the, the main device uh, versus the one from the year before, but all of a sudden, when you, you split that up and you now have a premium device, a mid-range device, and still that lower-tier device that you had in the previous, or that was the new device the previous year, it still seems like we're at a point now that is very different than just three years ago that you're choosing that middle device. And I don't know if it's the price point. I don't know if it's the fact that you've got two new devices that are coming out every year versus one or what it is, but something has changed. Something has shifted. And so people are buying differently. Well, it's that it's exactly what the story is about. It's the, you know, the, the middle range device is good enough for everybody to have so we've got the uh the mentality that we've we don't need to buy the top of the line device so let's go down to the the next uh level before unlike kind of the the apple in the past where it was the 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 premium was the new iphone yeah and you bought the previous year model if you wanted to save some money but now uh you know i think maybe that that kind of wore out on people where it's like well now i've got this older device instead of something that's newer but just not as expensive as the top of the line model. So I think Apple's taking on this this strategy of let's get this you know mid tier device, not top 
top tier device. And maybe that is the best strategy that they could have at this point where most people are looking at devices as investments now versus just a throwaway one year thing. Uh, and, and you'll still have that. So the strategy of spending $40 a month, $45 a month for the top of the line really in perpetuity uh, is is offset then by people who are buying a one-time purchase and keeping it for three or four years and and ultimately then upgrading and spending that same amount of money at uh, you know that at that next you know t- uh, interval but ultimately not choosing the the top of the line model and maybe they're getting they're getting money in other ways you know whether it's through the services that they offer or other devices that are part of the ecosystem who knows uh, but it's a it's a very interesting trend and it's something that I, I hadn't really thought much about until you actually see it in black and white that you have people uh, that when you're buying a phone and this is worldwide numbers so there's there's something to that as well but that the iPhone is still the number one device that's out there let's let's not you know make any mistake about that. But it's also it's mixed in with these other devices that are many of which are not sold in the U.S., which also tells you something about the Android market in the U.S., which is that there is no clear leader. If someone's buying a phone, they're going out and they're buying whatever they choose, um, you know, and, and it's it, it's not like, a, well, I need to get it, it's Android. I'm getting a Galaxy. It's no you're, you're going and you're looking at, you know, there's there's options. There's, you know, everything from a color choice to, you know, the the types of cameras that are on it to whatever, uh, the, the, the sale of the week, if you will, you know, so there, there are other ways that people are making their decisions when it comes to choosing an Android device, which I find very fascinating because there's almost like the, well, I'm going to get whatever the latest thing is versus, okay, I'm going to get whatever I think is right. And so there's, there's two different, very different schools of thought there. And speaking of new devices, like I said, next week uh, will be the kickoff of CES. We've got the first day of CES actually happening on, uh, I think it's Sunday, but there's uh, that. it's mostly just media stuff. And so we'll have a lot of reports uh, out of CES from new devices that get announced then. Um, it will obviously be a lot of Android devices, pretty much exclusively Android devices. Apple never goes to these shows. So we'll talk about those. A lot of different new services and different kind of crazy things that get announced there that we love to try and find. Um, obviously, tens of thousands of products get uh, get announced and services that that uh, you've got the, the developers that are trying to sell. And so we like to find the things that uh, are interesting, and we'll do that, and we'll start talking about it next week. We really have two weeks of coverage as uh, the, the, the show spans a couple of shows that we do here. So we'll get more of that next week. Well, no software news uh, this week, and re- no questions or comments either, but if you have anything for us that you'd like to talk about, uh, send us email to questions at thecellphonejunkie.com or uh, give us a call, 650-999-0524, and we'll get whatever you have to say on a future show. Well, again, happy holidays to everyone out there and best wishes into the new year. And Joey, of course, thank you very much, as always, for your time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.